Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God for our meditation this morning is read for our gospel lesson. Here now a few selected verses. And they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. Thus far, God's holy word. In the name of Christ, whose, author- whose word maintains authority over all things, dear fellow redeemed. Few modern experiences provide the same level of frustration as trying to call a customer service number. You first have to navigate what's called a phone tree or menu. Press one for accounts, press two for billing, press three for returns, press four for customer satisfaction. If you finally reach an actual person, he or she might not have the authority to actually solve your issue. The teachers of the law in Jesus' day appeared to be of little service to the people they taught. Though they claimed to be experts in the subject of the law, they often wielded it as a weapon of oppression. But Jesus was different. Mark first pointed out the authority of his teaching. The Pharisees may have been authoritative in their heavy-handed politics, but not in their teaching. But authoritative teaching wasn't the only difference. Jesus had spiritual authority as well. Throughout his ministry, it's commonplace for Jesus to seek out the synagogue in whatever town he was in and preach on the Sabbath day. Because he was considered a rabbi or a teacher, he was allowed to, they would allow him to speak and read the scripture for that day. At this point in his ministry, he was still relatively unknown. He wasn't drawing in these large crowds. So this was a perfect opportunity to reach the most people at a single time. Mark places the emphasis on the teaching Jesus was doing. He says, And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. This account is easy to focus on how Jesus showed his authority by casting out a demon. And this was the cause of his fame spreading throughout the land. But this is not the main point that the Holy Spirit causes Mark to focus in on. It was this teaching that first captivated the people. It was the content of his preaching that set him apart from the Pharisees. Pharisees did hold a high amount of authority over the people. But their authority was different from that of Jesus. They were supposed experts in the law of Moses. But these so-called experts used the law as a yoke to place on the people. The Pharisees had this idea. If God has set the line at no working on the Sabbath, well, and therefore, let us say that there is a limit 
even to how far someone can walk on the Sabbath, and no work whatsoever, else you are considered to break God's law. They thought that if they drew a line in the sand that went beyond what Scripture says, it would prevent them from actually breaking God's law. They added over 400 laws that are not found in Scripture. And by their outward keeping of these laws, they were seen as holy before the people. But it became a burden on the people because no one, not even the Pharisees, could live up to that standard. Their laws thrust people into a world of doubt of their status before God and a dependency on the Pharisees of how to be better Jews. The same destructive teaching is around today. Many people who profess to be in the service of God wield the law as a burden over people. The law is not to be used as a hammer to break the backs of sinners in order to make them do what is right. The law is not what makes better Christians. The law always condemns. Yes, the law can show us the right way to live our lives, but it always shows us how often we fail to live up to that standard that God has set. The Ten Commandments summarize the whole law, and there is not one commandment that we can keep perfectly. To enforce the standard of the law as a means to salvation and as pleasing God will result in a broken people. This was a teaching of the Pharisees and it resulted in a people who dwelt in darkness, not seeing the light of God's grace and mercy. The same teaching of so many today who take the free gift that Jesus won for us on the cross and they overshadow it with the burden of the law. That is why Jesus' teaching stood out as one who spoke with authority. We are told in Mark 1 verse 14 the content of Jesus' teaching while he was in Galilee. It was a gospel. Yes, he would have read from the Old Testament, the very same source that the Pharisees used. And yet his message could not be more different. Rather than focusing on the law as a source of salvation, Jesus pointed to all the promises God made of the Messiah who was promised to come. He showed from the Old Testament scriptures how God never intended the old covenant to remain forever. Because the old covenant was a two-sided covenant. The people needed to keep God's law in its entirety. And God will continue to be with them and rule over them. So what a shocker. It was destined to fail. Not on God's end, but on the people's end. Jesus showed how God continually promised a new covenant that would come through the Messiah. The same promise that God made to Abraham 
all those years ago, a one-sided covenant. A covenant of grace. The gospel. God himself will take on the burden of man's sin. And man receives the entirety of the benefits that come as a result from God's righteousness. Jesus knew the true meaning of the Old Testament. It wasn't just a law. The law was an important reminder to the people of how sinful they were and how sinful we are. But that only brings pride and despair. Rather, it is also filled with the gospel promise. Over 3,000 times, the Bible pointed forward to him, to the promised Messiah in detail, and showed how he would be the sacrificial lamb of God who would bear the punishment for every single sinner and every single time we fail to live up to God's law. Jesus preached forgiveness and God's grace to the people in the synagogue. That is why he preached with authority, because the truth of the scriptures was being revealed. It is that same truth that you come here every Sunday to hear. Your sins are forgiven because of Jesus. Your Savior died on the cross to pay for them with his blood. The law is fulfilled perfectly in your place. You are united with your Savior so that his death is your death to sin. His resurrection is a guarantee that you will pass from being asleep in Christ to living forevermore at his side. These are Jesus' guarantees to you, and they are backed by God's authority. As was usually the case, there came an opportunity for Jesus to show the people a proof of the authority that he carries. And in this case, it came in the form of a demon-possessed man. We know that the demon-possessed man kept his presence hidden from those around him. If anyone was possessed by a demon, they were considered to be unclean and thus barred from entering the synagogue. And yet here was this man listening to Jesus when in a sudden outburst he cries, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. The outburst of this demon reveals much to us. In the first place, this demon, even the demons, recognize Jesus as a true God. Among his own people, it could not have been clearer who Jesus was. But they rejected him. Though they knew he was from God, they cast him aside and they crucified him. The people did something that not even the demons are foolish enough to do. In the second place, the demons know their fate. The question, have you come to destroy us? Tells us that the demons and Satan know that their fate is sealed. 
There is no escaping their eternal torment that is waiting for them in hell. Thankfully for us, Jesus has overcome the power of Satan and his demons so that you and I will not join them in hell. Number three, they do not know what Jesus' mission is. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? They wanted to go about their business, and they thought that they had nothing to do with God or the promised Messiah. Little did they know that it was God's plan for Jesus to be crucified at the hands of the Romans, else they would not have rejoiced in his death. Jesus did not even give the people the chance to react. But immediately, he commanded the demon to depart from the man. Now Mark gives us a detail that the man was convulsing and crying out with a loud voice before departing from him. While these were visible effects of the demon departing from the man, it is not to be looked on like the demon was trying to hold on to his control. The Lord had spoken. It had no choice but to adhere to the word of Jesus. And the people recognized this immediately. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Demonic possession was quite prevalent in Jesus' day, especially in the land of Galilee. To see someone who had such authority over the demons that by a simple command they were forced to listen would have been astounding. No spells, no elaborate exorcisms, but simply the word of God himself showed power and authority over the spiritual realm. And this served as a testimony to the authority that Jesus carried. It was God's authority. The people could look on this and realize Jesus was no ordinary man, but he was God made flesh. And yet even this was not the most important testimony to Jesus' authority. As his ministry progressed, Jesus would make it all the more clear that the importance of his mission was not healing the sick or the demon-possessed or raising people from the dead, but rather the content of his message, the gospel that he came to proclaim. That is the most precious display of God's authority. Because that authority redeems sinners from the pits of hell. You and I did not see Jesus cast out a demon. And it is not likely that we will see anyone else do the same today. But you and I have heard his word. You have received from God the testimony that Jesus Christ is God himself who took on human flesh in order to be your substitute and mine. The grace and forgiveness that you have received from your sins is the evidence that Jesus is who he said he was and that he carries God's authority. 
And this changes everything. Your Savior, the one who died for you, carries with him the declaration from God that you have been reconciled to him. Your life of sin is forgiven. Your future life of sin is forgiven through your Savior. And not even the demons are able to drum up an accusation against you. Nor do they have any power over you. Dear Christians, you may depart in peace today and every day. Because Jesus' word of peace that carries with it the full authority of God rests upon you forever. Amen.